everybody. I'm Grant. And I'm Eric. And you're listening to the Quacking Ducks podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we like, making the other person experience it, and then we talk about it together on this podcast. Grant, what are we talking about today? Talking about the mobile video game, Steve Jackson's Sorcery! It's me. I'm here. We did a thing. Played a thing. We did. We played a game, which yeah. we don't do very often. Yeah, it uh, takes a little bit longer sometimes than that. Yeah. Yeah. So I found a game that I, I first... So this was my pick, and it was Sorcery. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yes. I say it one more time. There's uh, there's a punctuation I think you missed out there. Sorcery with an exclamation <laughs> point. I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It is technically sorcery exclamation point. It is a. Uh, it's not only on mobile, but I I personally find it to be a like feel like a mobile game in some of the UI UX design and stuff. I think Grant, you had said like, oh, it totally is available on Steam and stuff though too. Yeah. Um I had found out about this from a uh Mother's Basement vi- YouTube video. They're a channel that's mostly anime, but they did a, a show when the pandemic first kind of started being like, hey, people have time to actually try some longer games now and here are some recommendations like that's all it was Mm -hmm. um and sorcery was one that sounded really cool to me but more like oh i want to see what grant would think about this because it sounds Mm -hmm. like a thing he could like or that is like it could fall into that space about like how i feel about cyberpunk where i really like cyberpunk but i also have very strong feelings about it to the point that most classic depictions of cyberpunk don't actually meet the standards that I think should mm-hmm. exist, you know? So it's like, right. oh, it could be so close. It could be in the uncanny valley of things Grant likes where it's so close, but misses the mark in, in, in a certain couple of ways that just really are frustrating. So we shall see if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game is, so I don't know if Grant, if you, if you knew this looking into it any more than just playing it, but it's an actual adaptation of um right. interactive fiction novels yeah yes steve jackson's um, sorcery yeah. yeah which i thought was cool and i i haven't looked at those novels but the gameplay of it like l- you can kind of feel that when playing this where it's like oh this plays kind of like a a you know, a book that I'm holding, um, but using just the capabilities of a digital game engine and, um, you know, mobile interface. It's like, oh, there's a little bit more dynamism. Like, you can... So it it has, like, a tabletop RPG kind of quality, except the big missing features, you're not playing with other people at all. Um, but it does kind of have like a game board kind of UI. It does have you kind of moving your your mini across the space and stuff, which I thought was 
interesting. I thought I would not like that because it makes it harder to actually see like the world as it is versus just the world as it's being represented by this game board space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I'm trying to touch on like what the game is separate from like me reviewing it because I wanted to give like a sub like a like a pitch of what the game is and then I want to hear your opinion and then get get into it but I so it, before we get into opinions is there anything more to kind of describe the game that you think people should know I think that one like key we've we've kind of said similar stuff to it but just to get a little bit more specific like mm-hmm. the the um the book series that this was adapted from uh was part of uh, a, a series called Fighting Fantasy, and uh, th- those books, to be specific, are they're basically slightly they're they're like target age is a little bit older than Choose Your Own Adventure books, but they're they're essentially a Choose Your Own Adventure book where you sometimes have to like mm-hmm. roll dice in order to you know find the outcome, but it is like a like if you if you've ever done a choose your own adventure or like you know the uh you know more modern example would be like the the Netflix like choose your own adventure uh interactive movies and stuff like that's kind of the format that the stories originally were and i think that and that's also a good way of looking at what this uh game is you know it, yeah. it, like it it's a choose your own adventure uh and the genre is obviously like yeah i you know, i will say the stuff. the the like the book genre and especially like a like a bandersnatch usually has pretty limited choices and i don't know how the book rectifies this but at least the game is able to create the illusion of like la- large scale like freedom um i think specifically right. their their magic system creates the illusion of like oh fuck i could like literally do anything if i'm going to cast a spell um yeah it's like an interesting it's an interesting like it's kind of funny like this game is not necessarily it's not a text adventure but it's kind of like in that realm somewhere and and so yeah that's i guess a good way to think about it, just, you know, in terms of understanding what the structure is of the game that we're talking about. Yeah, like, to me, this... I think a text adventure with actual visuals is is the most comparable to me, in part because of the tone. It feels like a Choose Your Adventure book took one big step in the direction of a tabletop RPG, Mm -hmm. and it's still, like, miles away from it, but, like, I really want to emphasize that it's like, oh, shit, they get they're able to trick you into thinking you're a lot closer to that space and the amount of freedom that that platform provides than I, uh, than I, than I, I was really expecting. Um, right. and that was a big part of the thing that made me want to see how Grant feels about it. Um, mm-hmm. and just to be specific, we're really only talking about chapter one to keep right. the amount of homework relatively low i did complete chapter one i guess we will find out if grant was able to complete chapter one we'll see yeah so grant how did you feel about it i did complete chapter one yay Um, yeah no overall i mean it's only a couple hours and 
I uh, I did enjoy it. It's one of those things that definitely like, um, it's how do I? It it's it's funny because um, I feel like this game. It, so first off, I did play it on mobile, and I do think that it is, you know, yes, it might be on Steam, but it, it you know, it, everything about it is kind of set up to be a, a like, mobile game style. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a very, like, drop-in, drop-out, like... Yeah, a- everything's click-based versus, right. like, WASD-based. Um, I'd say, so the only, like, thing about that is that I in general, don't usually have... Like, I don't usually play a ton of mobile games, mm-hmm. and when I do, I don't play them in that mobile game style. Like, a lot of people play mobile games on their commute, or whatever, or just sitting in bed. Usually, I don't. Uh, that's not, like, a, a pattern that of, of game playing that I have usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I don't know that I would necessarily seek this game out myself because of that reason, just because I just don't play a whole lot of mobile stuff. Um, but that being said, this is definitely much more likely a game that I would be interested in playing because it's a story that I can just go through and, and not like just a, you know, purely like cookie clicker or something like that. Yeah. You know? Um, so like, uh, it, it is definitely more, in my interest in wheelhouse from that. I definitely also think that, um, if I was not, uh, playing any D and D right now, mm-hmm. I would, I would be more like craving it. And I, and yeah. so I think, I think it's something I actually might suggest, uh, uh, to our friend Rowan. I was who, literally going to ask that question as kind of the, the test yeah, of like, does it, does this pass the bar of like, yeah, I recognize that this is like methadone D and D, but yeah, if you're if you're someone who likes D and D, not actively playing D and D, I think this is like perfect yes, for them. This is very this is very like what solitaire is to poker. This is like to D and D. Like it, it, it's very you know. I think it does. I think it can scratch that itch a little bit. So I do, I will suggest it to him. Nice. Um, because I did I did really enjoy it. Uh. It just took me a little bit to pl- get around to playing it <laughs> mm-hmm. because I've got five concurrent D and D games going right now right, yeah. because of quarantine. So, uh, yeah. So I, but I did once I did get to it, I did was able to like sit and take some time and and play through it, and and I did enjoy it. And it is, uh, it is very much that, and it's uh, you know, kind of, uh, it's not as humorous but it, it it's not trying to be as humorous but it's kind of king's questy in terms of like you know it's like a lightweight a really lightweight king's quest kind of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah no i i really enjoyed it um i'm interested to hear a little bit about your playthrough and my playthrough just because of the different like yeah. i want to know how different the options were and stuff um but uh i thought it was a very overall is a very good like easy setup to to go through and uh it was accessible but also it does it does feel like it's oh yeah this is my way that I went through this little short adventure but 
it seems like there could be other, you know, a lot of different ways to go through it and stuff. Um, I did like, I did like their, their, uh, magic system. I thought mm-hmm. that was a cool, you know, way of, of doing yeah, it. Let, I think, let's, let's take a second yeah. to actually like talk about what that is. Cause I, I think it's fucking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. and it is to my understanding, it's, it does emulate a thing that exists in the books. So their magic system is, uh, for like in normal gameplay, which is very choose your own adventure book, like do you want to go left? Do you want to go right? Do you want to pick your nose? Um, sometimes it'll prompt you to be like, do you like cast a spell is an option. Mm-hmm. Now, when you cast a spell, it, you have a spell book that's a glossary of all the possible spells, and they're all casted by selecting a combination of like three letters. That kind of like to help you remember, they kind of correlate the what the three letter word would be to the spell. So if you if the spell is like hot, that's a fireball. Right. Um, there's some that are a little bit weirder that are like like Q I Z, and it would like cause someone. I, I I'm making this one up, but it, it like it would be like Q I Z causes someone to be like stupefied, and it's like quiz i guess kind of like right. the the there's a bit more of a gap but still helps you retain um what the spell does mm-hmm. but it is also those letters are based on like in fiction it's based on like the constellations in the sky i guess mm-hmm. so when you hit cast spell it'll actually create this like big uh, very star map based ui screen and then you you select of what's available your three letters and there's different letters available for the first first letter slot second letter slot and third letter, letter slot so you might be like oh i want to cast a fireball and you see hot and you see h's available and then you get to a second letter slot and it's like oh the the o letter is just not available so that spell that you want to cast isn't there Mm-hmm. But what is cool is you can go through all the letter combinations to kind of see what spells are available to you. So you might be like, okay, I can't cast Fireball, but I can cast Embiggen, or I can cast, um, you know, like a Sleep spell. Like you can cast, mm-hmm. you can look at what your options are and then kind of think about like, okay, what is, what would be the ramifications of those different spells in a way that I think. I actually think it's kind of more it's not providing any more freedom than like a D&D space. I, you know, like obviously if you in D&D you can you have real humans who can like cr- redefine the bounds of the game space as they see right. fit. Right. Um, but I think the system actually can cause more it, like make you feel more creative than traditional D and D. Sometimes, like for someone who's not seasoned in that play space, it feels like you just have a list of spells and you're just mm. picking which one. And I, I usually find that I, because of that sometimes like struggle to actually think of creative usage of those spells, especially if you're playing a more spell heavy character which is like oh i'll just shoot fireball again right oh what's oh and now a bigger monster showed up i'll just fireball him 
twice. You know, like the 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 situations don't prompt that creative solutions out of you, which I think is somewhat intentional. We've talked about in the past about D and D being good for like, oh, I want to play the the really charismatic character who's really like a smooth talker but i as a human am not actually that person and like having a mechanical way to to kind of falsify some right. of those skills um but yeah i just i thought that was really cool in this system that was like oh i'm actually thinking through and in part because i don't have other humans waiting on me for my decisions i'm actually thinking through all of my options i'm looking at all the possible spells i can set i can cast in this moment thinking about what those repercussions would be and making a much more calculated decision in a way that made that just made me feel a lot more clever yeah. than D usually does well, and it kind of it's a good system too because it it's um it's it's not like you said it's not a list of spells right which would make you feel like oh just I just am choosing the list from the list already mm-hmm. and it's but it's also not as broad as uh it's not as broad as a text adventure but it also doesn't have the problems of a te- like because like with text adventures especially because there's not you know the the cool thing about text adventures is that you can write whatever you want the bad thing is that it's not a human responding to you so. Sometimes you might write something that you're excited about and it's like, I don't, it gives you the, I don't know what you fucking mean, you know, yeah. response. And, and it's like, well, shit, okay, can't do that. And like, that's, that's disappointing. So like, yeah. this allows and you have you, like a typo, but you don't realize you have a typo. So now you think you have the wrong answer where it's actually totally the right answer. That is funny. That hadn't occurred to me, but that is, that, that. Certainly can happen, yeah. So, yes, and, and you, you would be not surprised that it happens to me more than right. most. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I it, so like that, it gives you um, the ability to have the discovery, like you said, of like, oh, maybe I can try for this, and then, it, you know, and then see what happens kind of thing. And, and I, yeah, I, I do agree that that's, it's a good way to, it's like, giving you ingredients and asking you to to mm-hmm. you know make a drink instead of just saying here's the recipes of the drinks or you know here's a bar you tell me what's in it like you know yeah. like it so i i think that that's uh it's a good uh middle ground and it it works both it works well for the kind of um it's fast enough that like the the amount of time that it's kind of targeting for you know you to be spending on this game it, it's still quick enough for you to to go through but like you said you can kind of yeah yeah like when i said oh, i went through all the options every spell casting opportunity the results are like three to five options every time right and it's you know and also uh it was cool there are some spells that do require the consumption of like an ingre- a, a actual physical inventory item ingredient, um, so that also kind of narrowed narrows down the possibilities too. Mm. Where like, oh, you're like, you know, in this space you can cast fireball or you can cast embiggen, or if you have this item which you only could have gotten in this one spot, or I think for chapter one, I think a lot of those items just probably aren't available in chapter one. 
Mm. Um, but then it's like, oh, this summons like a dragon, or you know, some of like the really right. cool spells have a cost attached to them too, um, which I thought was cool because I, you know, this game doesn't have a traditional RPG progression system, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just has. It, it's doing that thing that like people love when it happens, but it's really fucking hard to do, which is just your your character growth as you understand the game better and better as you play. Mm-hmm. Um or it introduces some different thing er, like problem spaces for you to learn about. Like so I did play uh chapter two a little bit and they introduce like a card game that has its own mechanics kind of like the way their their sword fighting combat is mm-hmm. um so it's like okay that's a di- that's just a different game space for me to try to master yeah. um i also then, liked their yeah. sword fighting by the way i thought it was a good yeah i thought like, that was really interesting good representation it's like it's just a slider of how hard you want to attack and stuff versus other yeah, things yeah yeah it's each a, have stamina bars and stuff but yeah you have a stamina bar and so do they and you can choose how much of that stamina points you use on your attack or you can use none and that's assumed to be a defensive right. um action and if you choose defense your stamina actually goes up right so it allows you to recover uh and the damage is dealt to whoever used more stamina in the attack. So if like I used five points and you used four, I won, I did damage to you, and you just used up four points of stamina. Right. Um but if you yeah, so it's like if so you there's defend, a level- but if you defend you know that you're only gonna take one damage as yes. opposed to like yeah. higher damage that could be possible if you lose a stamina about. Yeah, so there's like a it's a prices right rules plus a plus an extra like an obs- abstain option. Right, right. Essentially, right. yeah. Cause you want you the goal is you want to be you want to be only a little bit higher than them so that you do the all right. the damage, but, but you did not use you didn't waste to, a bunch of stamina that, yeah. you, that you didn't need to apply. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool system. I also like that every strike adds so their UX for the actual like narrative big block text kind of thing is interesting in that it reveals like chunks of prose text as mm-hmm. events happen. Um and when you're in combat, it adds a little bit of prose to describe the combat that's occurring. Yeah. yeah. So it, it creates this thing where you can you can copy and paste all the prose output, and that's like that's a functional fantasy novella yeah, at that I point. Figured, I, I figured you'd like that part. Yeah, great. Because um, for context, Grant and I are doing it. Uh, an attempt at a very bizarre idea I've I've had for a while of a Discord-based play-by-post tabletop RPG where one, one of the things that makes it similar to this game is we have all of our dice rolls and metagaming conversations in different channels than our in-fiction, like, in-world actions and dialogue, which just makes that channel... Like uh, a thing you could copy and paste and paste somewhere else and have a, a fantasy novella uh, <laughs> that is very consumable for like the players and the right. DM and stuff. But yeah, so like I I thought that was really cool. I do like that their UI does create more of a game board space 
Um, mm-hmm. It's not ju- you're not just doing text adventure or choose your own right. adventure. You know, looking at te- you know at a fancy font on a page, and that's all you get. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, before we get into just like what our our stories were like, there was one other mechanic that I thought was really interesting, which was the. I think they have a, had a more less culturally appropriating name for it, but it, it was the equivalent of like a spirit animal concept. Mm-hmm. Um, that cha- like it is, it is not that you are assigned this animal icon to represent your character. Instead, you have this spirit entity that ch- that. Uh, for from a systemic level, the thing they that they serve is like, oh, you can pray to your your spirit guide, and they will like heal you, and it just allows you to like recover from bad mistakes or or bad choices at different mm-hmm. points. Um, but the thing I thought was really cool is the animal that that spirit t- takes on, um, which kind of has a like golden compass element almost i was like, gonna say it, it's like the beginning like the for younger people in, in uh historic materials it's it's the da- the demons from uh, yeah because yeah cause the, it changes animal but it changes animal based on the way you are playing which mm. i thought was really cool because it did remind me of these you know we've talked about through different games we've played and watched how sometimes especially like at different moments there becomes a discrepancy of the character the player says they want to be and then the actual actions that that player character is taking because in the moment being the character that like you know if it's a character who you know uh, examples like a character who has put no point or a player who's put no points into their charisma stats on their character but always attempts to smooth talk out of a situation and then does the role and then fails the role. It's like, okay, well, like stop making these choices. You don't have the stats for it. Mm-hmm. But with this game, it's since it's not stat driven really in any respect. Instead, I like that the, the animal spirit thing helps kind of just remind you and, and like reflect is like, Hey, if you went into this game being like, I'm going to play the Han Solo type, and then you play for a bit, the game will essentially like tell you, like, hey, from our perspective, this is the personality we think you're being. We think you're a scorpion. You're angry and always ready to attack someone mm. and threaten someone. It, it gives you that opportunity to be like, what? That's not what I was going for. And like actually kind of re- think reflectively on the way you're choosing to play the game. Like, I, I think I was always bouncing around between monkey rate like crow and scorpion and i think i ended on like fox and it was always a combination of like you know patient slow not really looking for a fight but if they're if if one comes up they'll you know they'll do it they'll fucking kill you if if that's what needs to happen but for the most part they're like not they're they're like taking like you know taking the path that goes away from where people are to be safe mm-hmm. rather than gambling with that combat encounter kind of stuff mm-hmm. 
I thought it was interesting seeing it change over the course of my playthrough too of like you know oh now that I understand this game better I'm a little bit more willing to like jump into some combat spaces and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah so I thought I just thought that was really cool and it, it does when you finalize the chapter it gives you like um it it uses like the old um password system so you can transfer your progress to the next chapter because it's a different client but it also tells you like here's all the really here's the noteworthy shit that your character did and this is where your uh spirit icon landed by the end of it um Mm -hmm. which that is a great segue into what our stories actually were like if you want to go first yeah so i uh I played kind of a like lawful good paladin-y kind of character. Uh, I probably did less spell stuff than I'm guessing you did. It sounds like, but I, um, I was very like trying to help people out and not get involved in like uh, encouraging combat or whatever. Uh, but if the combat came, I would, I would you know fight and fight defensively. I, I was. I got ape a couple times for the uh, the uh, spirit animal, which was mm-hmm. cool. Um, but um, yeah, so I went through. Let's see. Um, I I'm trying to remember the beginning of it because it was a little bit just a couple days before then. But basically, I I, I went through a lot of uh, uh, the towns. Uh, I don't know if you went through them or avoided them, but I. I pretty much went into every town and talked to the people there and would get a variety of, of different, you know, responses to that. But like, I didn't have a whole lot of money and didn't like, so I like, worked for people a couple different times where I would like dig a grave or do something small or mm. whatever. Um, I, one of the things I liked about it, was that it it got even in a short time like term it uh it rewarded a lot of that kind of social uh socializing where like someone would hear about bandits often you know like this section so if you paid attention to it you'd know okay like i'm not gonna turn left at this fork from the road because i can see on the map that it's heading towards the the gulch that they told me was you Mm. know had bandits in it or whatever so like avoided that stuff um when i could um i'm interested because there's stuff in the world that i left that i that i didn't like investigate further like there was a um i met a uh i met up pretty quickly with a a magic guy uh but then i later on there's like a cabin like a witch's cabin in the woods or something Mm -hmm. that i went up to knocked didn't hear an answer. I looked around and it was like very much, le- it was like, well, you don't see anybody, but you know, the door might be unlocked or, or you know, like <laughs> something like that. And I was like, nah, I'll leave. Like, I'm not, you know, like, and I'm sure that if I had walked into that cabin, then I probably would have, you know, met a witch that was like, you came into my house. So I actually did the, the, the witch's house one. Do I hear how that goes? I do. Okay. So this was funny. So I, I, yeah, I I don't I barely re- because of the t- like intervals of time when I played I don't I barely remember talking to the old guy, um that apparently was relevant when you get to the witch's house, uh but sometime before then I met this like 
fairy creature that just yeah. got light. like like yeah him. okay so i met him uh and i thought the fairy creature was really cool because when the fairy creature is with you and like this character just like imprints on you for no reason yeah. but when he's with you your magic just doesn't work but you don't yes. know that yeah. you learned it by trying to do spells and it's like I don't know, for some reason you spelled it and fucking worked this time. And I did that for a while, up until I got to the point where I got to a witch's cabin. And I did... Uh, so one thing we didn't talk about is the system actually allows you to rewind as far back yes, as you want, which right. is really cool. Which I um, dig a lot because of its its you know its roots of a, a choose your own adventure. Yeah. Like, it's a very cool. And the game actually has hard fail states of like you died yes, it does I, like, I, I hit one of them i'll talk yeah. about it later it's good so i i think originally i was so sketched out because it was very clearly like a hansel and gretel kind of mm. cabin i i knocked and she she did answer and it was like very aggressively like do you want some fucking tea i'm like nah thanks it's like i'm gonna give you some tea you should fucking <laughs> drink this tea and i'm like I just like dipped and was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And she's like, how dare you refuse the courtesy of the great witch king that I like Baba Yaga, whatever. And then it was just like, I think I just like straight up died, but she like chased me through the woods (laughs) after I tried to dip. So I rewound back. I was like, okay. And then I just like, was like nice to her and just un I, I chose not to question her hospitality. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Oh, Hey, you met that old guy. Right. I was like, I barely fucking remember me and that old guy. Uh, and she's like, Oh, he, he's like, we hate each other. Cause he stole something from me. And I actually cursed him into being an old guy. He's not really an old guy. I was like, that's super interesting, I guess. Um, and then she was like, well, since you weren't an asshole in this timeline, uh, I'll I'll help you since you you helped me like you were honest about meeting the old man and now I can go fucking kick the shit out of him again or something. She she just like magicked away the the fairy guy because he was like still on my ass and it's like <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if you realize I did realize I was I just didn't know how to get away from him of like oh yeah you could you could fucking do magic now <laughs> that guy that's was nice. stopping you from doing magic i was like oh shit that's actually really cool that it and i like that the like you kind of fell for the same subversion of like oh this clearly looks it has the like quaintness of like oh this is so clearly intended to look normal that that it can't be normal it has to be something terrible and right, creepy and right, bad right it's like well it is something terrible like terribly powerful but it's not it's only bad in the context of how you behave in that situation so i, mm-hmm. I thought that was cool there is i did like the rewind feature because i i hit a thing uh hard death uh that was um if you went it was like near the top of the map but if you mm-hmm. went north i think instead of or like left instead of right um you would get to like this field of black flowers. Mm, that sounds familiar. And if you went into it, uh, it would be like, oh, it smells really nice here, and it's oh yeah, ideal. I did or that. And and then it was like, oh, leave, like, uh, but leave or or stay. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just keep going. And 
Uh, then it was like, you see a skeleton <laughs> that yeah. is like just sitting here in the black flowers. And it asked you again, uh, we first day. And I was like, I'm kind of having fun with this. I want to I wanna pick stay and just see if there's anything else that I see. Mm-hmm. And, I, and like, you know, the very next thing was like, why don't you just sleep or, you know, whatever, yeah. something. Obviously, it was like, oh, you're just going to die. And I was like, OK, that's like fun. That's a cool death. Let me like, but it still had leave and stay. And if you hit leave, uh, it's like, well, you think about leaving, but it's so nice here. And yeah. like, there's like, it goes through like four more options of leave or stay. But no matter what you do, uh, he, you know, he, your character just like sits down yeah. and dies. Yeah. And, and I was like, God, that was fun. Like, I, I enjoyed that it, um, it did the thing that I really, really enjoy where it gives, uh, a, a mechanic that you assume is the same as, you know, what has been set up in terms of like, oh, I have the option or left or right, leave or stay, yeah. whatever I choose is what happens. And then, but in this case, because of the context of the story, it subverts it to make a more cool, you know, impactful story beat kind of, you know, thing. Yeah. Like, I enjoy that in a lot of different games. And I, I was happy to see, like, I was impressed that this game had that like you know like i was impressed that it had gotten to that level of like oh yeah no you're staying whatever you, you yeah walk and into I, this, I, this i think it fountain. works because of when it happens because i know right it's it's like 80 percent of the way through the yeah because i know that was a thing you didn't like when we played emily is away and i think the the fault of emily's way is it's just too short a game it, think, it doesn't yeah it doesn't get the, to earn that subversion the really problem, the problem with that though I feel like is that Emily is away. It's le- it's not a subversion because it never sets that up right. Yeah, like it, it, it's it's just fake typing equals typing, and like the the that's more of a like that's more of a like mechanic to pretend you're in the world. Well, I mean the, the ending when it's like tell her you love her, and then your player character oh, sure. is like, yeah. oh no, I, I, you know, my social anxiety does not allow the character to actually type the words that the player's choosing. Right. right. Um, which, yeah, I, I think yeah, that that is a similar thing, but I think the tie, like, you have to it, it doesn't work as a subversion if you don't spend enough time in there to really, really believe in the rules of the the, right. the game right. of like if i and select this this is definitely always going to happen because exactly. i've been and, doing it for hours and like i said like i already had experienced whatever i type is not exactly the same you know there's already a level yeah, of abstraction there, there. Already, yeah one so could like, argue that it's like leaving the back door for that possibility so that you're not you don't feel completely cheated but it also makes it not feel like a real subversion at that point right. too right um yeah, so I the only other big thing in my playthrough cuz I spent like 90% of the game just like in the bushes clawing around <laughs> cuz like I to me they do set up like a a goal for this character of like oh yo no you need to get to where you need to going to save the fucking world you know it's very lord of the rings get the get the ring in the in the mountain kind of thing so from my angle it like no, I'm not gonna help you di- dig a ditch. Like I got shit to do. I, mm. I don't think I was fully appreciating that. It's like, yeah, you have five chapters of that. Like, right. calm down, calm down, stop rushing. But from that 
angle and that RPing, I, I just like I help no one. I talk to no one if I could avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, I don't know. Did you uh, did you come across the like? I don't know. He's like a ninja or something, and and but like he just like immediately fights you for some yeah, reason. Yeah, but I like did hit that guy. Yeah, I don't remember get, what uh, the deal so, was. So one of the things that I'm interested about is. I handled it in such a way that because I was so lawful good, once he was defeated, it said that he wasn't killed, and but he was like gravely injured or whatever. But I, I was like kind to him, you know, like mm-hmm. I, and and because of that, he was like, oh, I'll meet you in the city, and then obviously that's chapter two. That's not yeah. chapter one. So I am interested to see if that. I don't ha- think happens. I saw that. I don't think I was nice. I I did let him live, but I was not nice to him. Um, mm. but I did hit him. The thing, the thing, the the only thing like that's like, you know, because they tell you kind of at the end the cool shit you did. So mm-hmm. the only other things I did was, um, I did go through a town where it's like, man, nobody is outside. That's weird. And then you get closer, you're like, yeah, this this town seems very poor. And I was like, I mean, like, who am I to judge that? that like, I'm, I'm, I keep going, and then it's like. They all have bandages on their face, and you're, like, halfway through the town already, and I'm like, uh-huh, and then you get, like, 90% of the way there, and you're like, and you realize they've all had X's on the door, which you know is the symbol of this is a fucking plague town, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, and I think the 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 kind of, the gamble is, like, Oh, if you like really force yourself to be like, hey, uh, like knock on people's door, like, hey, could someone give me directions? I assume something bad will happen. Mm. But all I did was just walk in a straight line, so like nothing happened. Um, and then I got to a different town of some kind where I got kidnapped by orcs. I yes, think that happened to me. Okay, yeah. So I did that. Where I, did you you killed the manticore and all yeah, that? Went and yep. saved the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the only like big cool thing and then i landed on a a fox spirit with uh 20 stamina 13 gold and Mm. i had the key item which was the key that would help me uh, at the gate or something for chapter two yep um so yeah i i I do think it's interesting that we were like oh man i wonder what your playthrough is like and it's like oh yeah in the end it's really not that different it it does seem like it, it it succeeds in that old telltale skill of it's the delusion of a high degree of choice sure. and freedom that makes the like when you are playing it you're like holy shit like literally fucking anything could happen well and i do and it's think like, maybe not i do think that there are some branches like i do think like i do wonder you know i must i i like guy that i said that i was you know like that he was like oh me in the town like i'm sure that might get me an yeah. extra thing you know like oh i so i did die once in a fr- i like at a playthrough where i i just decided to restart the whole game where very early on i just got like jumped by goblins and then i was like non-threatening to them and then they just robbed me and ditched dropped me somewhere else i went around and then i had like nothing i went a route where like a straight up troll just showed up and fucking kicked the shit out of me i was like okay i'm gonna start this game over because this this guy's is like clearly just fucking cursed um and then Mm -hmm. i did none of that in my second playthrough (laughs) um 
So I do think there's there are possibilities where you can just completely uh, skip stuff or choose a di- it's like this encounter or this encounter kind of thing. Uh, I will say, uh, if we're ready to transition, I did play enough of Chapter 2 that I wanted to tell you about some sure. of the cool stuff it did. So Chapter 2 is interesting where, you know how um, in Chapter 1 there's a lot of like, well, first I need to get to this big shitty city. I need to get to Mosaisley. The Never have I been to a greater hive of scum yes. and villainy mm-hmm. kind of place. So, you, so it feels like all of Chapter 2 is just in this city. Which is kind of cool because the scale changes mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, they do a lot of dynamics shifting stuff of like you're in the streets and then you go into a building and like it like zoom puts a magnifying glass over the map and then makes a map of the building you're in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so there's like the like the UX budget just feels bigger. Um, it's interesting. So what the the goal you find out is is the the gate you have to get through at the end of, of the city. And you travel a linear path still. You don't have full freedom of movement. It has like three magic words that keeps the gate shut. And uh, as you're progressing, you're hearing about different stuff in a very like um, Bethesda RPG kind of way of like, oh, I'm hearing a lot about how the Empire sucks and how the Stormcloaks are actually like, they're the rebels, but they're kind of shitty too. Like you're hearing about like a faction kind of mm-hmm. strife. Um, and uh, it's going to sound like I'm spoiling the whole story by telling you what happens at the gate. Uh, but actually I'm spoiling like chapter one because when you get to the gate, like shit goes down hard, whether you, and like I had none of the key phrases by that point, but I had like known about areas I could have gotten key phrases and fucked them up, which was kind of weird. And you get to a point, and then, like, a guy shows up and is like, hey, like, like you get the gates open, but, like, the city's ready to be, like, fucking sacked like a Game of Thrones, like a good, like, one of the few good Game of Thrones episodes. <laughs> and, and then, like, a magic, like, a hardcore magic guy shows up and is like, here's the deal. Uh, this all sucks. So what we can do is I can send you back in time with the information you have to do this better, <laughs> like do this better. And it essentially encourages you. It's, it's like it adds a different mechanic of rewind at that point. But all the like clue, like they give you um, a new item type that's like a, a clue which is just text that that gives you important information. Um, but I believe because it's an item, it's also like actually unlocking different dial uh dialogue and choice options at different points so all that stuff is retained and you can choose how far back you want to time travel so like i only went as far back as the time i fucked up interacting with a different version of the same magic guy but he was like you know 700 years y- a younger version so oh. i could get one of the magic words so my impression is like I think you you keep playing it simu- you play in a linear fashion and then you also play cyclically until you get everything you need through the time travel part. Huh. To then actually succeed and complete chapter two for real. Um yeah, it was super weird. And I think you can actually like 
you can be like, nah, fuck your time travel. I'm just walking out this door. Let the city burn. I don't give a shit. This sure, isn't my sure. mission. So you can kind of like opt out of that loop too. If you're like, I really just want to get to chapter three already, which I think is also kind of nice. It makes it very, it feel like there's freedom there versus just being like, you know, in the way that like a King's quest would be like, no, your options are solve these fucking puzzles. That's it. You can't just mm-hmm. be like, you know what? This this town has too many puzzles. I'm moving to a different town. <laughs> <laughs> but this actually does let you do that. But if you do that, the, the narrative consequences is like, yeah, goblins are going to fucking burn the city to the ground if, if you do that. That's also, yeah. that's just interesting that, um, I don't know, for me, I find it so interesting that for some reason there's like, I don't know, not a trend, but or a trope necessarily. Maybe not that strong, but like, I, I there's a pattern that I've noticed with like uh, adventure fantasy for some reason that's very obsessed with like, all right, the first time you like are in this world, it's this big adventure, and then the next time we're gonna be all in one city for the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds very like, especially with the time travel stuff. It sounds very like. Okay, you played Ocarina of Time. Here's Majora's Mask. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it it also in the context like it does feel like a very clever narrative right around of like engine limitations. Mm-hmm. Like the so this is all using the Inkle engine and it's by, made by the Inkle dev design team, and I I imagine their engine like. It's it's intended to be choose your adventure stuff. I don't think it could really support the idea of like you're in a city. Which building do you want to go to? You could go to any of them. You can spend mm-hmm. two hours walking in a straight line to the end of the fo- like. I don't think it can do free roam. Mm-hmm. So, but it would have felt super cheap to be like, hey, I know that jackass has one of my magic words I need. Why can't I just go back there and get it? Right you know um or like i hit one point in chapter two where it's like one of the people who has the magic words you need is definitely fucking dead anyways here's where the graveyard is like i don't know maybe you can find something and i went to the graveyard found his tomb and there definitely was like a fucking lich in there but because of (laughs) I had not done enough investment in like getting the good the good magic ingredients and the good weapons and stuff. I was like, this lich just kicks my ass every time. There's nothing I could do. So like I would have to actually like loop all the way back around to go to like you know, I think there's a part in chapter two where it's like, oh, do you wanna, you know, you can like participate in a, a cockfight essentially, and you mm-hmm. can use your magic to kind of win. And it's like, okay. I could probably, like, there are different areas where it's, like, with my future knowledge, I could rack up some money and make sure I have money for when I end up getting to the store with the good shit, good magic shit. Right, right, like, right. But it would take a while to really do it perfectly. Like, it feels almost like like there's a speed run kind of, like, quality to Chapter mm. 2 that, that in Chapter 1, like I said, you could play most of the game not really engaging in anything interesting, which is cool that that option is there. Um, yeah, so it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I I think it, it that sounds intriguing. I I'm on the fence about whether I'm gonna get the second chapter, but I definitely mm. will recommend the game to Rowan. Yeah, like, yeah, I, wa- I want to see if if he tries it and talk to him about it. If he does, mm. um, yeah, because it is a thing where like. I think you know we've been talking about the the like holy grail that is digital D and D for at least a year now since yeah. both of us got more into it and the only downside of this game for like a D and D player that I can really really see like yeah lim- the limitations and the freedom and stuff it's like well okay be be reasonable what is there's no actual social aspect you know right. it is. D&D for lonely people. <laughs> right, right. Um that I I it would be really hard to solve and I think that's one th- a thing we're actually kind of trying to experiment with in our right. our game. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's I think this game gets really cool. It is one of the best examples of like hey, you like D&D and you want to feel like you're playing D&D but all you want to do is just spend money to have that experience crafted for you rather than, you know, make a friend DM and make a few other friends play with you and stuff. Uh, I think this gets really close to. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Cause I was like, this is one I really think Grant stands a chance of liking. I'm like, put it, <laughs> I'm making that bet right now. We needed a win. Yeah. 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 I liked it. Yay. I uh, I don't think I have any other thoughts. Cool. Well, yeah, I uh, I definitely recommend people play it. I think it's a fun thing to check out. Um, yeah. I could yeah. see. I feel like like a holiday vacation. Like if you're visiting family again. Yeah. I think I having like maybe doing another playthrough of one and then hopping into two would be good. Yeah, I do also want to see like more. Like I think it'd be cool for this to be. Like it's a great concept, and it's a great like. I I know um, you know the the series that it's originally based off of the like fantasy uh fighting thing, mm-hmm. like that had a bunch of different spinoff books of you know like that were like some were sci fi, some were you know like all different genres. Like I think it would be cool to have that. Like I, I think it'd be a neat thing for there to be a big series of these games and mm-hmm. and like I, I i totally see how that would be intriguing as hell and like um yeah so i i definitely yeah. i definitely I will, think that i will cool. say so this is the same design team that did 80 days which is supposed to be great um mm-hmm. and they have a in the same way that this is like an adaptation they have a inkle team inkle engine adaptation of Frankenstein that I've huh. got and I haven't tried it yet but I'm like really interested in like okay what does this look like yeah what, um I imagine it you know it's not trying to emulate RPG stuff nearly as much but right, um, right. at the very least if you're like man I really like this type of play but maybe you're less fantasy inclined than me and Grant then it's like there are other options Mm-hmm. made by this design team that will play a little different, but it will at least have a lot of the same, like, design philosophy and sensibilities and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're missing Telltale games, this is another, like, this is like a Telltale game light, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I I would say, 
say it is like a Telltale game heavy in some aspects because there are actual like systems. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it's just that there's less like character. Uh, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, it, it does not people. provide. It is not doing what Telltale did, which was to have you, your character, and one other character interacting a lot and really building a relationship. Right. right. This is you occasionally running into some people and you'll probably never see them again so it doesn't really matter if they remembered that or not right yeah anywho anywho well uh i think that's it for this week uh we'll thank uh brenna for her awesome artwork and dave for uh his theme music and editing uh if you want to comment on this if you play it or if you just are interested in it uh you can comment on soundcloud and yeah i'll do it for us yeah Thanks. Bye. Bye.